0: Warning: This review for Men and Movie Professionals of the movie Fast Na- F9, the Fast Saga, will contain spoilers. So, for any of you that are wanting to hear the end of this review, I will probably give you my rating in the end credits part of this episode. So, if you're waiting to hear anything for momentary uh let's just say if you're waiting to hear my score please do me a big favor and read the end credit read the score in the description below now the main part of this episode will be starting in three two one hello 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 ladies and gentlemen and everyone else in between it is time for another welcome back to midnight movie confessionals oh boy does it feel good to be back in theaters oh my goodness does it feel good to be back it is absolutely incredible it feels great to be back in a movie theater i have not been in one in such a long time it's been a good eight months or so it feels fantastic to be to be back in one Now today's episode, if you have not already heard Is actually for F9, The Fast Saga Starring the one and only Vin Diesel Michelle Rodriguez Jordana Brewster John Cena Kurt Russell And of course, I do believe it also co-stars Charlize Theron as well as Chris Bridges, Tyrese Gibson, and also stars someone that many may remember from previous films, maybe not, but uh, the one and only Sung Kang. Now, let's begin with this review, shall we? Basically, it starts in 1989, where Dominic Toretto's father, Jack, is participating in the final race of his season for the pro stocks car circuit that he was in. This is something that was mentioned that he was coming up in the stock car circuit, and this is the last race of the season that he was in many years ago in the very first Fast and the Furious film. This is mentioned. It may not be mentioned now, but it is mentioned because this is well in the past. This is something that uh, in the first film. Brian and Dom talk, like, um, are talking about the infamous challenge, like charger that he never really wanted to drive because it scares the shit out of him. That is me quoting him, because he just he just doesn't feel comfortable doing so. And he's talking about how his dad died, more or less. This time around, we actually see what actually has happened. We see what happened, what caused Dominic to go through such a horrible time in his life and never. Want to go back through it And just Oh my goodness Is it ever a horrible feeling To just know why He did what he did Because of the fact that One He witnessed his dad Burn to death You remember Hearing him scream He remembers all these things And it's just like I feel bad for him Now we actually see it Many 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 years later In a movie Now we see what really happened and we find out that well, there's also two other characters, Jacob and Buddy. Basically, they're there with uh, Jack and Dom. They're doing the last race together. Basically, what happens is that they've done this one final race. This guy named Kane Linder is kind of jealous. He's kind of saying, I wish I was the one I was making it through the end of the race to get into the pro stock circuit. Like, trying to really become a... Like, the next sales, cop series, something like that, whatever it is. The Bush series, whatever it is at the time. But, uh, more or less... They notice that there's some oil on the track, and they gotta be careful. And Kenny Linder actually pits and clips uh, Jack Toretto's car on the final turn... And puts him right into the wall at 120. And Jack Toretto subsequently dies... Now this really traumatizes Dom more than Jacob. We'll get into Jacob a little bit later in this review, but it really scars him. They're really upset about it. Uh, Linder sees the burnt-up car and is kind of just paying his last respects to Toretto. Well, Judge Jack, actually, so he's doing that. And while he's doing so, Jacob kind of gets a little—I wouldn't say jealous—but he tries to get into his face and say, "Do you not have any respect at all? Leave my lap, my car's, my dad's final remains alone." He doesn't decide to do so. Dominic steps in. He tries to say, "Hey, back the fuck off, bud. I'm asking you nicely to leave and back off." He doesn't. And this is where. Uh, Dominic goes to Lompoc for two years for be- nearly beating a man to death with a three-quarter inch torque wrench, or another word, a socket wrench. And this is the time—is to- this you actually witness this? You actually witness him doing such a horrible—and I mean, horrible—thing to someone. You don't really see it all the way through, but you do see parts of it. And Buddy, who's uh, Jack's crew chief, is pulling Dominic off of him just so he doesn't actually kill him. While this is happening, they all, like, he finds, like, Dominic finds himself going to jail for a couple of years. And when he finds out, hey, this is, like, uh, they see that there's a gas, like, there's some sort of thing that leads to a gas, like, that could instantly explode someone's vehicle. Like, Dominic thinks Jacob, admittedly, uh, sabotaged Jack Terrell's car. Now Jacob is given a choice once Dominic gets out of prison to more or less with one final race. Either if Dominic loses, they stay together. If Jacob loses, he leaves town for good and never comes back. Now we find out that he like we see the race and Jacob loses. Sadly for him, he loses and he has to leave town for good. So he keeps on going. And never comes back. Now, it jumps back to the present day for this movie. I'm not too certain on what time, like what year it is. But let's just go with when the movie was made, 2020. Well, 2019. Let's just go with 2019. So around 30 years later, me, oh, Letty and Dom are now just retired, living a life on a farm with, uh, What's his name? With, uh, little Brian, who's gotten a little bit older now. He's a couple years older now. But they've now kind of smartened up about everything. They're just living life quietly. And, uh, the next second they know they see an unmarked Jeep show up. And it's, uh, Tej, Roman, Ramsey, and, uh, I think that's it. And they basically say, uh, Mr. Nobody, who's played by Kurt Russell, I forgot to mention, he's also in this as well. He left a message for them to say, come find me at this uh, location. Meanwhile, like, because their plane, I guess, crashed when he was trying, when he finally captured the villain, Cypher, who was in the last film, not the spinoff film. Hobson Shaw. We're going to get into that a whole lot later down the road. If I ever do decide to talk about those films. But this is where it kind of gets really weird and interesting, you could say. But at the same time... This whole thing is going on and it's just like, what the hell is going on? They have to figure out what the hell is going on. Why is this happening? Why now? And all this, that, and the other thing. More or less... Basically, they try and find Mr. Nobody's plane and find what he uh, left behind. He left behind a little bit of a, a clue to find where Cypher is. But then they uh, run back into Jacob, who is now being played by John Cena at this time. He's a little bit older, a little bit more wiser, a little bit more angry because of how he had to leave town, you could say. But, uh. Yeah, he's kind of left town. He's angry now. He's in this area of Mexico where the team is is capturing the stuff from Mr. Nobody. So when they're doing this, they find themselves uh, kind of in a bad spot, you could say. And quite frankly, it's not looking good for the team at all. And uh, there's some landmines. There's some really intense stuff that goes on. There's a magnet plane that happens to show up and lift uh, Jacob out of the way. Uh, freaking the bridge collapses, and Dom and Letty have to improvise to get across the bridge area, across the canyon, you could say. And, um, well, when they do that... They get back to where they were staying which i guess was in the Caspian Sea which was Mr. Nobody's headquarters after they are on the plane and whatnot to get back after Agent Stasiak from the FBI helps pull in a favor and get them home so they go back to the Caspian Sea but then here comes the biggest bombshell if you saw the trailers you know what it is Lay reveals to the team that Jacob is a Toretto he is Dominic's younger little brother the one that we never knew about for fucking years for 20 fucking years there has never been another Toretto member that was ever mentioned there was only Dominic's father and Mia that was it it was only those two besides it was basically Dominic and Mia as well as the father Jack we never knew what his real name was until later on, well, not really later on, but uh, we find out in this movie. But we never found out until this movie. Now we find out another clue about the Toretto family, which is four people now. I don't know what the mother is, but I know for a fact that this is what we find out, which is fine. Like I'm guessing, fa- like Fast Ten and Eleven, which will probably be the final films of this amazing saga of films, which have kind of jumped the shark a little bit too many times, if you ask me. We're probably gonna find out what's going on with this whole bullshit later on. Probably. But basically, when they find out that Jacob is Dominic's brother, they, uh, find another clue at Mr. Nobody's uh, hideout. Which has everyone going into different, uh, Directions Dominic goes back to LA to talk to Buddy about where Jacob may be hiding. Mia and Letty go to Tokyo because of a postcard that Han left behind as a clue, and they think that he may still be alive because Taj and Ramsey found it. They found some clues about where he could be hiding, and they think he's still in Tokyo. Where she where everyone thought for the longest time he died. And yeah, that's another thing that was in the trailer that they fucking revealed. God damn, Universal! Sometimes you don't know how to make a trailer. You spoiled it. You spoiled two things. You could have kept it completely in the fucking dark, but you didn't. Like this is a lot. Like this is the second time they did that in the films, realistically. But whatever, it's not a big deal. Like I'm getting on a tangent about that. But anyways. Mia shows up and says she wants to help find Jacob at all costs because this is family. She wants to help protect the family. She wants to bring him home, you could say. And honestly, I don't blame her. Who wouldn't want to bring home family? You know what I mean? Even if, like, this is the same thing she kind of said about Letty when she lost her memory and didn't know who anyone was she didn't remember brian she didn't remember dom she didn't remember anybody in fast six same sort of concept that comes back in this but um anyways what they decide to do is they go to Tokyo they try and look for clues while Tej and uh, Roman go out to Germany, where they might be able to get some help with some other things. Basically, they run into uh, Sean, Boswell, and Twink, and their friend... I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh, right, his fr- their friend... Um, who was... Uh, fucking, what's his name? Earl Hugh. They've been working on a rocket car. Now, while they're doing that, they basically um, see that they've been doing that Well, uh, like I mentioned, Dom meets Buddy, Jacob meets uh, Otto, and he meets Cypher, and they kind of go into such a way that they try and find something called Project Ares in the UK, and Jacob has to be led to Edinburgh. While London, well, like, basically after Buddy tells Dom to go to London, he meets Queenie Shaw. Now, if any of you have have ever watched these films will remember Queenie Shaw as Deckard Shaw and Owen Shaw's mother. And she also appears in Hobson Shaw. She's a bit of a pivotal character in this series. A little bit more than The Rock has been. But she doesn't show up for very long She's kind of there And then when she takes Dominic to meet his brother And this rich punk Otto She leaves more or less After she's done what she's done she's kinda, She just kind of disappears back into the background And she's never seen again So far She might return We don't know But I'm not really concerned about that what I am concerned about is what happens next because there's a confrontation between Dominic and Jacob. And with this whole um, sort of confrontation that happens at Otto's whatever, he has um, Dominic arrested, but Lisa, an old friend who uh, he hung out with in the DR helps them escape under the disguise of Interpol agents, more or less. Tej, Roman, and Ramsey join Dom and Amber where Jacob is using an electromagnetic field to steal the second half of the Ares device while Letty and Mia are still in Tokyo. They um, find themselves more or less still talking to uh well they find uh what's well they basically find um Han. And while they meet Han they kinda also meet L, who is someone that Mr. Nobody recruited Han into uh in a sense saving. But we're gonna get into that whole situation in a little bit. Basically after the Edinburgh situation. Tej, Roman, and Ramsey find a truck containing an electromagnetic and they basically use that to fight Otto's men and just cause havoc around Edinburgh. Which is kind of a thing that happens pretty much in every single movie now. It feels like ever since Fast Five there's been chaos in every single city that they go to in this series. There was never any constant ridiculousness like Happened in the first one. There was like maybe a few things that happened in the second one. Tokyo drift did half of Tokyo going be blasted there be be blasting smithereens. There's barely any destruction in LA or in Mexico In fast and furious fast five is where They pretty much destroyed Rio with a vault they destroy parts of London and parts of um, Spain and Fast Six and fat Furious Seven—they do the same in LA, kind of. They destroy a little bit of it, as well as parts of uh, Abu Dhabi. But again, that is what it is. I'm not trying to go back on the past and talk about stuff that has happened, however long ago. More or less, after that happens, Ramsey commandeers the truck, chases after Auto, Dominic intercepts Jacob. The they two fight throughout the city, and then Auto. Uses like, well, basically, Ramsey runs the car, like, runs Otto's car off the road and uses the electromagnetics to capture Jacob. Otto does recruit Cypher, who's been around and kind of hiding, you could say, ever since the capture. She's been kind of waiting for her time back in the web, you could say, in the spider's web, to kind of draw some more string out, you could honestly say. And the way she does it is just in such a ridiculous manner, and it's just like, um, I don't know how to describe it she's still going and it's just like she's still finding ways to manipulate people man so anyway, she keeps on doing this thing and um she recruits auto like auto recruits her Meanwhile um Otto gets some members at the same and um tries to track down where Jacob is after the after that little debacle. At the safe house, Han reveals himself after Han and Letty show that he's back. He's back, and he faked his death due to Mr. Nobody helping him do so. Because Mr. Nobody knew about this device called Ares before anyone else did, and he wanted it to not fall into the wrong hands. So when he's trying to steal it, well, Han-wise, like Han's trying to steal it, he finds himself in a bit of a debacle because the last person remaining are the scientist's kids DNA for this device that could basically make it so basically someone has new world war more or less and just the way it goes on and on it gets more more insane but he's talking about all these things and all these things and how mr. nobody put a bit of a magic trick of sorts to protect him from being um discovered in any way shape or form and after this has happened he discovered like he basically has to hide and basically have everyone thinks he's dead because in a sense he is like they don't know how to describe it he had to fake his death and sadly he did and when he did so he did it in a way that no one would ever try and look for him now people did kind of look for han but not really i feel like but you know what that's just how things go. So anyways, after all that has been explained, Jacob gets, uh, gets, um, let go by Otto and his crew that he hires and they find out that L is the DNA that's like final component for Ares to launch. And that Mister Nobody's agents that went rogue—they used Deckard Shaw to fake Han's death and all that—to protect Al. But they also find out that Jacob was actually the one that uh was Mister Nobody's rogue, rogue agent, and Jacob actually reveals to Dom what happened all those years ago with their father, how he planned to fake his death to escape his massive debt, so he can. So he had Jacob tamper with the car, but the plan went awry that caused the car to explode, killing him. And Jacob and Otto decide to kidnap L and take the second half of the Ares device. And they decide to launch a satellite into orbit while uh, Jacob activates Ares with the help of L, against her will, mind you. They begin uploading the Ares virus, you could say, to a satellite. Moving through the capital of Georgia... I'm not going to try and pronounce the name because I feel like I'm going to mispronounce it, but you know what? Screw it. Dabilis? the De- Dabilis? Tilis? I don't know. And they're doing it in an armored truck. Dom, Mia, Letty, Ramsey, and even Han give chase to rescue L and stop the upload as Mia and Han try and breach the truck. Jacob is betrayed by Otto and is thrown off the truck. Dom and Mia do save him and uses Mia's car to escape, but returns to help... Uh, Dom and enter, the, help Dom enter the truck and, dis, like, destroy it, meanwhile, using the rocket car, Tej, Roman, enter orbit, with the help of, what's his name, Eric, Hugh, I think his name is, yeah, yeah Earl, Hugh, not Eric, sorry, er, like, Eric and, uh, Sean, they fly up a good couple hundred thousand feet, like, however many feet they need to go into space so they can at least stop the launch while they do so they stop the upload cypher then gets all uppity and decides to remotely pilot a jet drone of sorts to bomb the truck attempting to kill dom but kills Otto instead and the ricocheting truck destroys her plane and basically they escape dom and mia kind of reconcile with jacob and there's one little moment in this movie that I felt was a nice representation of what happened in the first one. So 21, 20 years later, they come back with uh, a nice little slightly good ending, if I'm truly honest with it. Because they find a way to kind of say, you know what, like, um, let's... Uh, Let's let Jacob, my brother, have that 10-second car. Because Brian once gave me my Supra in return as a 10-second car because he owed me one. So it was in turn that he returned the favor to him, which was nice at the end of the day. I mean, that's something that you would do for family. And after this happens, the team starts to celebrate. like You um, find that... A spaceship returns Tej and Roman back to Earth. After Jacob has escaped. So they decide to go back down to Echo Park. Back where they lived years ago. Back in... Before the end of Furious 7. They all, like, pretty much... Everyone, like, the Toretto's slash the O'Connors lived. At Echo Park. But now it's like, um... Now they're rebuilding the house that got blown up in Furious 7. Meanwhile, like, and, um... More or less as they celebrate their success, Sean, Earl, and Twinkie see Han and reconcile with him. They were like, I thought you were dead, man. And they say, Well, it's a long story, which we'll never see, I don't think. They might even say, uh, They might have him try and retell They may have Han retell it in Fast 10 or Fast 11 or whatever happens. And um, now. They're like uh, Dom and Letty go back to the garage where Letty more or less meets Giselle. No, no was it Giselle? I can't yeah, Giselle, the one that uh, was Brian's biological mother. And they said, "This is where I met your mother for the first time. She's looking upon you down, like down, like down on us, up in heaven, Brian. Just know that she is. Don't worry. She's always gonna be there with you in your heart forever." But they even show, like, uh, before that even happens, Dominic does take uh, little Brian over to the racetrack where he learned all these life lessons from his dad and do all these things with him. And then when they get back to the garage and the house, they're wanting to say, you know what, little Brian's going to say, grace. And what was really touching, what really made this movie just a little bit better for me, personally, was seeing the R-34 Blue Skyline come up the road because they said Brian's running a little late. And uh, we know we never do see Brian, like this is how the movie kind of ends, but there's one extra scene that starts right as soon as the credits start rolling. And it's actually a scene involving Deckard Shaw. Whom was in Furious 7, Fate of the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. And um, he's kickboxing and punching some dude that's stuck in a punching bag of sorts. And he's saying he's just doing it to get information out of this some guy. There's a knock on the door and he sees Han Lu, The same guy he apparently killed in Tokyo Drift. And that is how Fast F9 The Fast Saga ends. Completely. Now, I don't know what this means for the series going forward. I don't really know. No one knows for certain. All we know is there's a Fast 10 and Fast 11 coming soon. So when they do come out, I will probably go see them in theaters as well, as long as this COVID pandemic doesn't come back and bite us in the ass. Because this has been 20 years of this series. It's not like the James Bond films. Those have been going for almost 60 years. About 59 years now, almost. And um well this review is kind of getting a little long in the teeth, and I'm sorry for that. But I had to kind of get my thoughts through. This is almost 30 minutes through to the like through to the end so far but I wanted to say my final thoughts on it and what I had to say and honestly I like this movie I'm not saying it was spectacularly the best in the series because I still think the series should have ended after Furious 7 they kind of made it end on a good note but they kept going and I didn't wish they did I I wish they didn't keep going because they could have just continued with spinoffs but they didn't And now we have 10 and 11. We might get another spinoff or so. We might get another Hobbs and Shaw movie. Who knows what's going to happen. All I know is that I think this movie in 2021 works just to get people back into seats and just get money from everyone. Universe is going to make a shitload off of it. And you know what? I went and saw it tonight and it is almost 2 in the morning now. I am happy that I saw this movie. I don't want to give this a perfect score. I really don't. I'm not saying it's the perfect movie. But you know what? This movie brought a lot of emotions out of me. And you know what? I'm glad I saw it. I will be happy to see it again. I bet my bottom dollar I will go see it again. One of these days. Probably not in theaters. I might if someone invites me to go see it with them. If they want to go see it. Then fine. I'll go see it with them. But. That's gonna be a different time for a different day. Now, today, Fast Nine gets I hate to say it, but it gets the nine out of ten. If you are a fan of the Fast and the Furious franchise, and you don't care about what they've done to the series, and you just like the like it for the cars, you're gonna love this movie. If you're wanting if you're a fan of the originals, you might like this one a little bit more. Because this one does kind of open up, like doesn't open up any plot holes, but it does kind of close some gaps that have been kind of in the storyline for the entire series of the movies. But I still think they could have ended it with seven. But you know what? It would have been fine to just know Han's dead, he's not alive. But they did what they did. I'm happy they did what they did. I'm not entirely impressed on what they did. They did what they did for a reason. And now we have to live with it because it's here. It's not going away anytime soon. Unless they decide to do another movie where everything's completely retconned. Who knows? In the days of Hollywood as it is now, they might just fucking reboot the entire franchise. I don't know. It kind of did softly reboot it, but now it is what it is. I'm happy that I watched it. I'm happy that you all are probably going through this completely. Like I said, Fast 9 gets the 9. I'm not saying that Fast 10 is going to get the 9 or Fast 11, if that's going to be the final film in the franchise, gets the 10 or whatever. It's not going to. I'm not predicting that these are going to get a perfect score out of me. I just wanted to at least say this one gets what it deserves to me. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm not. But it gets 9 out of 10. Now, what's the next movie review going to be? Well, who knows for Midnight Movie Confessionals. It's been a long time since I've been in a theater and it was a long time coming. Next movie I really want to do next is going to be another one with John Cena, which will be coming out. In a couple of months. It'll be in August. I will probably want to go see... If I can't alone, mind you. I'm probably going to go see The Suicide Squad. That'll be my next one, hopefully. I don't really know. But that's the thing with this... Series. I could even do... You know what? I might even just do another one next week. About the first Fast and the Furious. And kind of go back to the beginning. I might even do that. I don't know what I'll do next. All I know is that I'm hoping that you all enjoyed this i will hopefully see you all in the next podcast until then ladies and gentlemen and everyone else in between this has been scott watching fast nine the fast saga signing out end transmission and farewell everyone until we meet again